Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the High Scores Podcast. I'm the host Sage McSwain and before we get into today's sponsor, please like and subscribe if you are watching on YouTube and make sure you hit the follow button if you are listening on Spotify. And now on to our sponsor of the episode, Anchor. Now welcome back to the podcast. Um, so today I will be going over, for our first topic, I will be going over, um, breakout picks for fantasy football, busts to avoid for fantasy football, and sleeper picks for fantasy football, mainly because, uh, the preseason is starting, uh, soon here in August, and, uh, the season, I believe, will start in early September, like it usually does, so, I'm just going to be going over the fantasy football picks that maybe uh, my listeners will be able to um, pick, and hopefully this gives more people insight on to who to pick for fantasy football. Now for the list of my breakout picks uh, for this year's fantasy football leagues, if you are playing them, uh, starting with the quarterback position, which is the most important position in fantasy football, in my opinion. Uh... The quarterback usually gets the most amount of points um, while playing fantasy football. Um, so these are the ones that I listed here for breakout picks. Uh, Jalen Hurts, because he is now not sharing snaps with Carson Wentz, so he probably is going to be playing more snaps, and it's going to be easier for him to get those points. Next, I have Tua Tungavailoa with the Dolphins. Now that he's also not sharing snaps with Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, hopefully he will get um, more starting yards, and, uh, hopefully he's good, um, in minicamp, there was a report that he did have a, like, seven picks in minicamp, which, I mean, it is minicamp, and I'm not too sure, you know, if people are really taking it seriously, especially, especially if you're, you're, you're thinking that you're gonna get his, you know, starting job, um, when they need you there, I'm pretty sure he's not really taking it as serious, but, uh, Seven picks is a lot to do in minicamp, but I think he'll do. He'll be a really good quarterback this year. Um, maybe not one. Uh, that's why they just break out stars, but maybe your backup or something like that. Next on my list, I have Daniel Jones with the New York Giants. He was really good this past season. Um, he was just throwing the ball. Now that he has, now that he has a uh, Kenny Galladay and Darius, or and he still has Darius Slayton there. And hopefully having Saquon back, maybe a play action, um, will probably help um, the Giants and Daniel Jones with points in fantasy football this year. Now next, surprising, right? This is going to be a surprising one. I think Sam Donald will have a breakout year this year. Um, he has DJ Moore as wide receiver. I mean, with the Jets, he didn't really have, um, you know, that good of wide receivers. Like, I mean, he had... Uh, Jameson Crowder, um, I believe, and he also had Brashad Perriman, who is also now a Detroit Lion. So I'm not too sure if, um, you know, the Jets was a perfect situation for Sam Darnold there, but having him now on the Panthers with DJ Moore and uh, Robbie Anderson, I believe, uh, he probably will be able to throw the ball a little bit more. Also having Christian McCaffrey, who is uh, somewhat more of a receiving back, I think he should be perfectly fine here um, with the Panthers. That's why I think he's going to be a breakout star for fantasy football this year. 
Moving on to breakout running backs, I got Cam Akers. Um, Cam Akers, really good running back last season. Um, before he got injured and after he got injured, he was doing really good. Um, I I had him before he got injured. He was putting up points for me uh, every week until he did get injured, and then I did have to go against uh, an opponent of mine in the fantasy football league I was playing in, and he had Cam Akers and. It was not fun. Uh, he had a really, he was doing really good this past season, so I think he's gonna do even better um, now that he has uh, Matthew Stafford uh, handing off the ball. Um, so I think you know he's gonna have a really great season. Next on the running backs list, I got Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Um, he did really good with the Chiefs. Uh, I think that is the main. Like if you can start over Le'Veon Bell. Um, in the NFL, I think you're going to be a really good running back. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, in his rookie year, um, did show that he is a good running back and a solid running back to have. Uh, I think his stats show that he's increasing every year, and he is running the ball well. I mean, the offensive line with the Chiefs, it has gone like it has gone down because of the releases there. But, I mean, Orlando Brown Jr. having him back and some of the people that opted out of the season last year, yeah, last year um, I think uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will do perfectly fine in the Chiefs' offense this year. My next running back on the list is DeAndre Swift. Now, this may be a little biased because I am a Lions fan, but DeAndre Swift was a great running back last year. Um, I also did have him on my team. Uh, last year as well, and he was putting up really great points, especially his 100-yard game and two-touchdown game against the Jaguars in the middle of the season last year. Uh, that put up a lot of points for me, um, and I think DeAndre Swift was a really good running back for the Lions there. Um, he was also sharing snaps with Adrian Peterson, who was kind of out of his prime, but he was still kind of holding his own at the running back position, and did end up winning the starting job later in the year. Now, do I think that he's going to be the best of the best uh, at the running back position? No, but I do think that he is running back to watch out for if you're maybe picking in the fourth round and he's still there. Now, next in the final running back on my list for breakout running backs is Chase Edmonds. I think Chase Edmonds is a really good running back to look uh to watch out for. I mean, he hasn't really made that big of a name for himself uh with the Cardinals. I think I believe he was uh sharing snaps with Kenyon Drake, who is now gone from the Cardinals, I believe. So, uh having him gone, he's going to be taking the majority of the snaps at the running back position and he was doing really good last year and I think he's going to keep it up um this year. Now, moving on to wide receivers, uh, I have at the top of my list, I have Jerry Judy. He had a breakout year his rookie year, especially with Drew Locke throwing to him. He was making some catches. I mean, at the beginning of the year, he didn't really make, you know, that many catches. Um, but get more, and then he was getting more, or he's getting used to uh, defenses in the league, and he was being able to catch balls, and he was. Uh, doing really well with his route running and yards after catch. So I think Jerry Judy is wide receiver to look out for this year. Now next I have uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase um, is a rookie this year, um, and he does share chemistry with the Bengals quarterback, 
uh, Joe Burrow. So I do believe that he's going to be a target for Joe, Joe Burrow since he's already trusted uh, at the wide receiver position. Now, I'm not too sure if Joe Burrow is even going to have time to throw the ball to Jamar Chase uh, because they did pass on the offensive lineman in the first round. But I do think Jamar Chase, he's a great route runner in college. Um, he was a great ball handler. He got, uh, I mean, his yards after catch do need a little bit of work, but I think because he's a smaller wide receiver, but I do think that he can catch balls that are deep and uh, make some plays for the Bengals this year. Now, next, I have Brandon Ayuk uh, with the 49ers. Um, I had Brandon Ayuk also on my fantasy team last season, and he was doing really good late into the season, uh, I believe. When the 49ers wide receiver core started to get injured a little bit, he was kind of the main target there, and he was making some plays on offense, and I think that he's going to keep it up this year. Now, next and last on my list, I have Darnell Mooney. Um, now, Darnell Mooney, not too sure. You know, this one was a toss-up because I'm not too sure if he's a sleeper pick or he's going to be a breakout um, pick this year, but I think he's going to be a breakout pick mainly because he has uh, Andy Don thrown to him. New quarterbacks, I mean, I'm not too sure. You know, I mean, he does have to build up some trust still, but he has been pretty uh, consistent um, with with the Bears' uh, offense. He's been getting open last season. I think he's mo mainly known for uh, the fight that he had this past season, but um, he has been making some plays on offense um, that I don't think many people were looking out for him. Um and he did drop a ball in the playoffs that he was wide open. But I think, you know, if he if he builds on being able to uh, lose people in routes and make yards out to catch and maybe, you know, work on some catching drills, I think Donna Mooney is going to be a wide receiver, maybe a draft in the late draft pick uh, that I think will work out well for anybody that um, anybody that uh, picks him later in the draft. Now moving on to tight ends, um, my first pick here at tight end would be Irv Smith Jr. Uh, now now that Kyle Rudolph is gone uh, and he's with the Giants now, Irv Smith uh, last season, near the later, later uh, part of the season, he was doing pretty well. Um, and I think he'll just continue that now that he's going to be the starting tight end there in Minnesota. Now, next on my list is Noah Fant. Noah Fant was doing really good last season. Uh, I think he's going to be able to pick it up again this season. I think he's kind of the same as Jerry Judy, as in that he is going to be making yards after catch, being able to lose people. He's an elusive tight end. Um, he kind of runs like a wide receiver, and he's built like a tight end. He can break tackles like a tight end, he, and I think he's just he has a speed. Uh, I think he's going to be a tight end to look out for in the draft that you might have to pick him up a little bit earlier because I think people are going to pick him up pretty quick. Those were all my breakout picks for fantasy football. Um, now going into the bust to avoid. Uh, this is main. This is really important to avoid bust in the fantasy football realm because uh, once you pick somebody and uh, they're terrible, you can't really find anybody that's going to uh, have the same type of impact uh, if they're already off the board. I mean, you're not going to find a Patrick Mahomes just 
you know, on the waiver list of available players. So you have to make sure that you find good players um, so you don't end up scrambling for a player like last second and then end up, you know, losing a game. So for the first bust to avoid, I think is Russell Wilson. Now, I wouldn't say just avoid Russell Wilson completely, but don't draft him first round. I think there are better quarterbacks. You know, Patrick Mahomes is going to go quick. I'm pretty sure he's going to be like the first pick off the board. Uh, Tom Brady's probably going to be another pick off the board. Um, uh, Kyler Murray, I think, would be a better pick than Russell Wilson. I think that the O-line for the Seahawks is just not good enough to uh, be able to keep uh, Russell Wilson protected in the pocket. I mean, that's why he is a mobile uh, mobile quarterback. But, I mean, you can't really throw the ball that much. Um, and the fantasy football is mostly a yards game. So if he's running, he's not going to be getting that many yards. But if he's throwing, he's going to be getting some yards. But I don't think he has that much time to throw. Um, he, he always is in the MVP um, conversation early in the season. I think that's what um, compels him for a lot of people is just that he is a quarterback that is always talked about as possibly being an MVP. Now, I don't think that he is going to be this year. I think, you know, the offensive line issues. Um, I guess he didn't request a trade for the Seahawks this year. Um, and I, I just don't think that he's going to be the same quarterback that we've seen the past couple of years. I think he's starting to go down in his career here in this quarterback slump. Um, so I think uh, Russell Wilson, I wouldn't say completely pass on Russell Wilson. If he's on the board, maybe third round, pick him up. But first or second round, I probably would not get Russell Wilson. Now next I have on my list is Matt Ryan. Now Matt Ryan, uh, ever since the Super Bowl year, he's kind of been in a slump uh, with the Falcons, now losing his biggest target in Julio Jones this offseason. I mean, he has Calvin Ridley and the newly added Kyle Pitts, so I'm not too sure, you know, you know, if he's going to pass to them that often. Um, but, you know, he's just kind of on the downside of his career, late side of his career, too. So I'm not too sure, you know, if I would draft him early. He's a good backup to have, I think, in my opinion, or maybe even a starter, you know, if... If you find him on the waiver list, that's I think that's a steal if you find him on the waiver list. But if you're drafting him, I probably would not draft him until, you know, really late into the draft. Now, next, I also have on my list is Ben Roethlisberger, who is in his later year, years of his career. I believe he's 39. Uh, he just came off a shoulder injury from last season. And I think the Steelers may be willing to try out Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins uh, this season. So I'm not too sure how many snaps uh, Ben Roethlisberger is going to get. But he looks like a really great um, pick to get if he's on the waiver list. Kind of like Matt Ryan, I'd say that they're kind of the same skill level, or not skill level, but um, same type of feeling in fantasy football. I think that, you know, like Matt, Matt, uh, Matt Ryan and... Ben Roethlisberger, our quarterback, said, if you find them on the waiver list, pick them up as fast as you can because that is a steal, but don't try to draft them really early in the draft uh, because they are older quarterbacks, and especially Ben Roethlisberger coming off that shoulder injury. Uh, 
shoulder or elbow injury, I can't remember. Um, you know, that is something to watch there in Pittsburgh. Now, last quarterback on my list that could be a bust is Jameis Winston. Now, Jameis Winston, he looks like he may be starting week one, but nobody really knows for how long. They're also doing, uh, they're also working out Taysom Hill as a quarterback this year, uh, other than, you know, all around, uh, player that he usually is for the Saints. Uh he could be a player um like James Winston could be a player to uh you know maybe pick up if he's just you know floating around because he will put up some points for your team because I mean you know he's gonna make some completions and he has the arm to make, throw some deep balls but who knows if he's gonna stay the starter the entire year um because the Saints also do have multiple people or not multiple but also, they also have Taysom Hill, who they could be willing to swap out Jameis Winston for. Now, with the running backs, my first possible bust of the year is Miles Sanders with the Eagles. He was doing good a couple years ago, um, and then this year, uh, he was drafted by a lot of people, and I'm not too sure if he is going to be that good. I mean, last year wasn't really the best that I think he could have been and I think uh, he is starting to go down from a couple years ago um I mean he's not a bad pick whatsoever I'm just saying that you probably should not pick him earlier in the draft because of you know his stats and they all, the Eagles also did pick up on Johnson who as a Lions fan I watched and he's a really great receiving back um and he's really great power running back, third down back. Um, so I would kind of be cautious about Miles Sanders if I am picking him in the fantasy football draft. Now, next I have on my list is J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins uh, had a great year, his rookie year, with the Ravens, but I do think that Gus Edwards um, was the breakout running back from last season. Um I think, you know, now that Marvin Ingram is gone and is with the Texans, it's going to be uh, between Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. And I think J.K. Dobbins um, may be, you know, the backup running back. I, I think Gus Edwards did a lot better than him last season. Um, but, you know, we'll have to see by the start of the season to see who the Ravens are starting. But uh, uh, I'd be cautious of J.K. Dobbins. Um, this next season. Last on my running back list for possible bust is Melvin Gordon, and I do think Melvin Gordon will be a bust this year. I mean, last season had, you know, a mediocre season with the uh, Broncos. I don't think he did that good. Um, I I believe Philip Lindsay is now with the uh, Texans. I'm not too sure. I have to do extra research on that, but um, now with him gone, uh, Melvin, Melvin Gordon may get some, you know, more reps at starting running back. It just seems that he's in his later side of his career, um, at running back position or at skill position, mostly, you know, once you get older, it is kind of hard to see them in a, you know, in a positive light, um, especially if they're near the end of their career. Now, Melvin Gordon also did not have the best season last year. So, you know, maybe he might be able to pick it up, but I am not too sure if he will. Now moving on to possible wide receiver busts. 
I have Odell Beckham Jr. at one. Now, uh, I'm not saying that he, like, with this bust uh, lineup, none of these people, I think, are going to be completely terrible this year. I just think that it's possible that they may not do as well as they did last season. Now, for Odell, this is kind of explanatory because of his ACL injury that he did suffer, I believe, week 9 or week 10 in the season last year. So, I'm not too sure, you know, if he's going to come back from an ACL injury. ACL injuries are kind of um, what is a nightmare for athletes. Um, Especially, I'm going to talk about Kawhi Leonard's injury that he did suffer uh, later. But then ACL injury is hard to come back from, especially in football. Um, so I'm not too sure, you know, if Odell is going to come back, um, the way he has been, um, you know, in his career. So, um, I will be cautious of Odell. I mean, you know, don't completely skip on Odell. If he's there fifth round, pick him up. Cause that's a steal. Cause I'm, he's going to get some catches. Um, he was kind of his main, uh, uh, Baker Mayfield's main target last season. So I think Odell will be able to get some you know, catches and some yards and some points for your team, but I'm not too sure, you know, I'm going to be cautious of Odell if I was picking, if I was thinking of picking Odell uh, in this season's uh, fantasy draft. Now, next I have Adam Thielen. Now, Adam Thielen, great season last year. Uh, he had nothing bad with him, you know, um, nothing wrong with him for the most part. I just think that now that Justin Jefferson has made a uh, made a name for himself in his rookie year, and he almost won Rookie of the Year, um, I think Adam Thielen will kind of fall by the wayside, and you know will be number two wide receiver for Kirk Cousins. I'm just not too sure, you know, if he's going to be getting the same amount of yards that he did last season. Uh, I think Justin Jefferson is a player that people will get over Adam Thielen because of his dynamic, um, you know, um, route running uh, and play style. I think Justin Jefferson is just an all-around better wide receiver than Adam Thielen. But Adam Thielen is still a good wide receiver, and I would, you know, draft him just in the later rounds because he is a really good wide receiver to have. I mean, you know, his bench or wide receiver one or even a flex option, you know, uh, I think Adam Thielen could be one of those players they could put in the flex. Um, but I'm not too sure, you know, how well he will do now that he could be wide receiver number two in Minnesota. Now, my next wide receiver that could be a bust is Kenny Galladay. Now, this kind of hurts me because I was a big fan of him while he was on the Lions. But him going on to a new offense, I'm unsure of how he will do. Uh, with a new offensive scheme, and also, he also has another wide receiver alongside him with Darius Slayton, so, I mean, he did have another wide receiver with the Lions, with Marvin Jones, so I'm not too sure uh, how well he will do, but, I mean, uh, Darius Slayton could overrule him and be wide receiver one over him, and Kenny Galladay could be wide receiver two. Um, also, he, he did have some injuries last season, um, so he was kind of on and off, uh, the injury list, so that is an, also another thing to watch with players that have already been injured, kind of like Odell, that if they get injured again, they could be on and off the list, so, you know, he's a good player to keep on the bench if he's, you know, on and off the list, because if you get rid of him, 
he could be a good weapon for another team that you're playing against. But I think Kenny Galladay, he'll still be a good player. I think he'll just have a significant dip in his uh, points uh, this season compared to last season. Now for the last wide receiver on this list, I'm going to have Juju Smith-Schuster with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Juju Smith-Schuster, he hasn't really been doing that well. I mean, the you know, in the postseason and later in the season, you know, um, he's he has been getting some criticism because of his TikTok antics. But um, he's been, I mean, he's a solid wide receiver, kind of like Kenny Galladay, Adam Thielen. I mean, basically any wide receiver on this bus list, I'd say he's a solid wide receiver. But I think Chase Claypool is a wide receiver that people are mostly going to take over Juju because of, uh, you know, Chase Claypool's been having some... Um, I think he just has better route running than Juju, and I think he's going to get open more than Juju overall. And I think he'll just have a better year than Juju. So I'm not too sure Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be able to, um, you know, kind of come back from the season, the you know, the later season and postseason that he had last year. But he was he didn't look the same um, from the regular season as he did in the la- last part of the regular season and in the playoffs. So that's why I have him as a possible bust, because I don't think he's going to have the same sets that he did last year. But uh, who knows? He could do really good this year. Okay, so possible um, bust for tight ends. Um, at first one, I have Mike Gesicki. I had Mike Gesicki, um last season um, in one of my fantasy football leagues, and he was, you know, he was doing pretty good. Um, and I'm not too sure, you know, if that was just him and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, but, you know, uh, the Dolphins bring in Jalen Waddle, who has chemistry with Tua Tungabailoa. That could cause, you know, uh, Mike Gesicki's stats to go down, um, because of that chemistry between, uh, Tungabailoa and Waddle. So, who knows what will happen. Um, also, Devontae Parker in Miami will also eat away at, Mike Gesicki's targets this season, so who knows how well he will do, but I think, you know, he's, he's going to take a significant dip um, this year than he did uh, last year. Next on my list, I have Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram, you know, uh, I had him last season, and I believe his worst game, I had him, um, he had negative one point. So, uh, which is really hard to get in fantasy football. Um, I believe he only had like one run that game and, you know, that went for negative one yard and he didn't get anything uh, else that game. And I think that the tight end position has kind of gone down with the Giants play play style. Um, I believe that like Daniel Jones, since he has a really good arm, they're going to be passing deep with their wide receivers. So I'm not too sure if you know, Evan Ingram is going to be a receiving tight end this next year. I think he's going to be more of a blocking tight end now that Saquon Barkley is going to be back. Now, the last tight end that I have on my bus list is Robert Tanyan. Now, if Aaron Rodgers does leave, um, which is possible, which is a major possibility, or maybe just sits out for the season, I think Robert Tanyan um, will take, you know, some dips, um, uh, I'm, you know, cause I'm not too sure how well he is 
like what his relationship or chemistry is with Jordan Love because chemistry with the quarterback and receivers and tight ends is a main key in factoring who you're going to pick in fantasy football because, you know, you're not going to pick the fourth wide receiver and then Patrick Mahomes, you know, because, you know, that that fourth string wide receiver is probably not going to get as many touches as Tyreek Hill or Miko Hardman. So, I mean, you know, you got to factor in chemistry with fantasy football. And I'm not too sure, you know, how the receivers have blended with Jordan Love in this offseason. But we'll just have to see uh, this next season. And those were all my uh, possible bus picks for this year's fantasy football. Now, I will be going into the sleeper picks, which are picks that will possibly fall down further in the draft and uh, will possibly be steals for your team if you are maybe picking them this year. So, starting with the quarterback position, I'm going to have Ryan Fitzpatrick or Fitzmagic, Fitztragic. You know, he is kind of on and off. So, I mean, having him as a backup quarterback or maybe even your starting quarterback, I think is a good idea. Um, the, N- the NFC East, terrible season last year. So, I mean, having Ryan Fitzpatrick in that division could help your team a lot. Um, and Ryan Fitzpatrick was doing really good with the Dolphins. I mean, him and Tua Tungvaluwa sharing snaps. I, I believe Ryan Fitzpatrick took more starting uh, jobs and started more games than Tua. But, uh, you know, he was doing really good with the Dolphins. So, I mean, having a little bit of uh, the same type of team with the football team, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick will do really good uh, this upcoming season. Now, next on my list for sleeper quarterbacks, I have Carson Wentz. Now, Carson Wentz was not a good year with the Eagles and was a pretty bad fallout with the Eagles. But I think, um, you know, having, getting him, I think, uh, you know, Carson Wentz, he said that he's coming back. He's rejuvenated. You know, he's coming back um, the same. He's reunited, uh, reuniting with I believe his offense coordinator in Frank Reich, who is the head coach for the Colts now. So, I mean, uh, our, for more backstory on the Frank Reich and Carson Wentz uh, deal, uh, Frank Reich was offense coordinator when Carson Wentz was up for MVP discussion. So, I mean, you know, bringing them back together, this could be a really good win for Colts fans and people that draft Carson Wentz in this year's fantasy football. Um, next for sleeper picks, uh, Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, whoever's starting for the Denver Broncos this year. I think having Jerry Judy and Noah Fant as wide receivers there definitely helps them because they can throw the ball deep, get the yards, and get the points for your team. I mean, Drew Locke, that's a little of a cautious pick because he does like to throw a lot of picks in different games. Um, he's kind of like a hot and cold player. So, you know, you have to be a little bit wary on, you know, when you're starting him. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has shown that he is a decent, uh, wider, or, you know, a decent quarterback, uh, decent starting quarterback. So, I mean, having him there also is another pick that I think is really good for people to draft in fantasy football. Next, and my last quarterback for the court breakout or the sleeper quarterback picks, I have Tyrod Taylor. I believe Tyrod Taylor is going to start for the Texans, which is going to be his first starting job in a long time. 
um, because last year he was going to be a starter and then got punctured in the lungs. So hopefully, you know, I am kind of rooting for him to start this year um, to see what he actually has. Um, now that the Texans, they look like they're going to be moving on from Deshaun Watson once uh, the Deshaun Watson or ordeal is over. So uh, Tyrod Taylor will be the starting quarterback there. I mean, you know, he doesn't really have that many targets. I I believe he saws Brandon Cooks there. So, I mean, you know, that's probably going to be his main number one target. So, hopefully Tyrod Taylor, you know, does good. I think he is a sleeper pick maybe to have on your bench or something like that. Now, next for sleeper picks, I have running backs. And this is going to be A.J. Dillon with the Green Bay Packers. Now, A.J. Dillon looked really good in, uh, when they were, you know, start uh, putting uh, with snaps in the later part of the season. Now, he, I believe he is running back two. Now that he's sharing snaps with Aaron Jones, uh, since Jamal Williams did leave in free agency to go to the Detroit Lions, um, you know AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon looked like AJ Dillon, sorry, looked like a really good running back, and it looked like he was doing really good this season or or last season, sorry, um, in you know the later parts of the season that he was playing. He's a great power running back, um, and I think he'll just have another great season next year. Now, next on my sleeper picks for running backs, I have Daryl Henderson with the Rams. Now, he was a running back uh, to have last season. I, I picked him up off of waivers when Cam Akers got injured because I did have Cam Akers. Slapped him out for Daryl Henderson. I, he didn't even have a picture on ESPN's uh, fantasy football thing. So, uh, it was kind of interesting because was, he was the best running back on the board at the time. Picked him up, and he had a great game. Um, and I think he'll continuously have great games. He's going to be sharing snaps with Cam Akers. I believe Daryl Henderson will be a third down back this year with the Rams because Cam Akers, you know, uh, he is kind of like a good power back, Cam Akers, but Daryl Henderson uh, is bigger bodied, I think, than Cam Akers, and I think he will be able to be, you know, a third down back in the league. Now, my last running back on the list I have is Gus Edwards. Now, remember, I did have J.K. Dobbins in possible bust for this year. Gus Edwards, I think, is going to be a sleeper pick. I think now that Mark Ingram is gone, there's not really a main staple name at that running back position for the Ravens. So I do think that Gus Edwards is going to be able to be a sleeper pick. Maybe you could pick him up in the second, third, fourth round, maybe. Uh, Gus Edwards, he was doing really good last season, like I said. Uh, with the J.K. Dobbins uh, pick, but, you know, uh, Gus Edwards probably won't be b getting picked that often, but uh, by people, so, I mean, it is a really good pick uh, to have maybe as running back two or at a flex option. Now, moving on to sleeper wide receivers, my first one, Rashad Perryman. Now, he also moved from the Jets to the Lions. Um, and it looks like he may be wide receiver num number one for the Lions. Uh, the only other wide receiver that they have there in Detroit is Quintus uh, uh, Cephas, sorry, um, going into his second year. So, I mean, Brashad Perriman probably is the most experienced wide receiver that's probably going to start for the Lions. And I think him and Jared Goff are going to have a really good chemistry. And uh, I think... You know that uh, Rashad Perryman is going to be a wide receiver to watch uh, in this year's draft. 
Next, I also have uh, for wide receivers. Um, I ha- I have uh, or my last wide receiver sleeper pick, Russell Gage. I I did have Russell Gage, um, this past season on my fantasy team. He was a he, I'd say he's a decent a uh, decent player. I had him on my flex option. I think he's gonna be really good this year. Um, and I think you know he'll pick it up now that he's probably gonna be number two. Or number three on the receiver core. I mean, you know, Kyle Pitts toss up there since he's a tight end. But as for wide receivers, I think he's going to be wide receiver number two next to Calvin Ridley. Um, now moving on to sleeper tight ends. Um, I only have one on this list, and it's Dawson Knox with the Buffalo Bills. I think uh, Dawson Knox had a great season last year, and I think he's going to be able to pick it up this next season. I did not uh, bring defense into this list because defense is kind of uh, subjective because it depends on, you know, who's starting in, on the entire defense. Um, but uh, main uh, defense to have there, I think, would be the Bucks, which I think are going to be the first defense off the board for many people. That Bucks defense is just a really great defense um, to have. I think for as for breakout defenses, um, I'm not too sure. Maybe the Cleveland Browns. I think they're also they're gonna be a, a really great breakout defense. I mean, they got Jadavion Clowney, Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, um, and so I think you know those defensive players will be able to pick it up, and I think that's gonna be a breakout uh, defense. As for you know bust defenses, I think the Patriots defense is going to be a bust. Stephon Gilmore looks like he could be traded this offseason or maybe during or before the trade deadline or during the season. So that uh, is something to watch out for with the Patriots. I would not get a Patriots defense um, very early in the draft. If if they're on waivers, I would probably get them. Um, just depends on who's starting on defense. That's why I didn't really add defense because you never really know who's starting or who's not starting on defense. Now moving on to uh, fo- uh, fantasy football, um, there have been re- some reports from Jets training camp and mini camp that Zach Wilson has been doing a really great job uh, as Jets quarterback. And I think uh, the question is here, it could Zach Wilson be the next great Jets quarterback? And I think it's possible that he could. The Jets haven't had a great quarterback in man- multiple years. Um, and they've been picking up quarterbacks, I think, like once every year. So, um, you know, they're kind of missing on the quarterbacks. And if the reports are coming in from the Jets training camp true, training camp true, um, you know, I think Zach Wilson is a quarterback to look out for this season. Uh, and hopefully, you know, I am kind of rooting for him and hopefully he is, uh, the next great Jets quarterback. And those were all my topics surrounding the NFL, and now I'll be moving on to the NBA. So the first uh, topic for uh, surrounding the NBA is that uh, the possible um, possibility of Luka Doncic leaving the Mavericks this year. Uh, Luka Doncic, star player for the Mavericks, obviously, you know, he's been pushing the Mavericks this uh, playoffs. I thought, you know, Mavericks would be a sleeper team this year, um, but it looks like both the teams that I said for the Western Conference Finals are out of the playoffs in the first round. Now, uh, Luka is mainly uh, contemplating leaving 
the uh, uh, the Mavericks because of the firing of the GM, Donnie Nelson. Uh, and there's a quote by Luka Doncic in a press conference. He said, Nelson's exit was tough for me. Now, um, you know, with when making a big decision with coaches or GMs, you really want to bring in your main star player because you never really know how they're going to react with, you know, this move, um, especially, you know, with teams, with people leaving teams because of coach changes. I mean, as you can see with the Aaron Rodgers, um, Aaron Rodgers situation, uh, Gutekunst is a player or a person that, you know, Rodgers does not want to be the GM of the Packers. And, you know, and the fact that he didn't really have a say in who will be the new GM, I think uh, Rodgers, um, that is the main reason why Rodgers does want to leave. And bringing it back to the Luka situation, Luka, I think, you know, he could leave uh, and it would make sense, you know. He has, he's been a, the main cause of why their team has been making it to the playoffs like the past two years. Luka also hasn't really been in the league for that long. I think, what, two years now, three years um, now. And so Luka, you know, if he does leave, it would make sense because he is also the only player on the team that's been doing good. Um, so, I mean, the Mavericks could push for somebody you know, to go alongside Luka and could also push the team, you know, in free agency. So who knows what will happen with the Luka Doncic situation. I think, you know, Luka will stay loyal to the Mavericks, but, you know, there is some tension there. So who knows if he will stay or leave the Mavericks this year. Next topic surrounding the NBA. Um, uh, Chris Paul has um, entered the COVID-19 protocol for this season. Now, I've been seeing many people talk about maybe he got the vaccine or not. Uh, who knows? I'm sure that information will come out later um, as to the reason why he got COVID or maybe that he's just on the list as possible contact tracing through the league. I'm not really too sure. Um, the league, I mean, I do applaud the league's, um, you know, attempt to limit the spread of coronavirus within the league so that is good for the nba now with uh cp3 out for the suns and who knows if he's coming back for this western conference conference championship series uh, against whoever wins the clippers um sorry clippers jazz series uh this is going to be a really big hit for them because it looks like Chris Paul is a main factor into why they've been a really good team. I mean, Devin Booker, consistently a good player with the Suns, but, I mean, they weren't able to make it last year into the playoffs, even going 8-0 in the bubble. I think Chris Paul is a main and key player for them. Um, so I'm not too sure, you know, how the Suns will be if uh, Chris Paul does end up not being able to play this series. Now, speaking of more uh, possible outs in the league, Kawhi Leonard uh, looks like he could be out with an ACL injury. I'm really hoping that it's not that bad um, for him because, in, again, an ACL injury is really hard to come back from, uh, like I was talking about earlier in the episode with Odell. Now, um, him being out, 
it didn't look like much of a problem for the Clippers yesterday. Uh, looks like, um, you know, the Clippers have been doing really good. Uh, and, you know, it's brought back the resurrection of playoff B, Paul George. You know, he I, I believe he dropped 30-plus points in uh, the game yesterday against the Jazz uh, to take the lead 3-2. to two. Um, I do have the Clippers winning that series over the Jazz in six, but I will talk about that later um, in the episode. But for Kawhi to be out of the series, you know, that is that is a tough hit for the Western Conference Championship game or series, sorry, if they do end up making it to that uh, to that series. Uh, you know, because you, you need a good player like Kawhi, you know, because you can't keep on going off of, you know, Paul George. I mean, maybe, you know. Uh, I, I just don't think that Paul George is a player to have on your team that's going to be consistently there and good at all times. Um, unlike Kawhi, who's been really good uh, this season and in the postseason. So, um, who knows what will happen to Kawhi. I'm hoping the best for him with his ACL injury. Um, but, you know, uh, hopefully uh, the Clippers do uh, good. Uh, based off my prediction that we'll talk about later in the episode. Now for the second to last topic surrounding the NBA, LaMelo Ball has won Rookie of the Year. Um, I'm pretty sure this one was defin- def- definitive right there. Um, ever since the start of the season, I think it was the third pick in the draft. Um, and, you know, he's he was really good for the Hornets. And I think, you know, the, the Hornets will keep LaMelo Ball for his career. Um, now, as for other people that were up for the award, um, I believe Tyrese Halliburton was up for the award, who, I mean, he didn't really look, I mean, you know, for a rookie, he looked good. I, I just don't think, you know, he would have won Rookie of the Year, but, uh, Anthony Edwards looks like a really great player, and I'm surprised that in the voting results, LaMelo Ball was the, you know, the front runner there, uh, by a lot of votes. I think Anthony Edwards, you know, should have gotten a lot more votes for Rookie of the Year. He was really good, uh, especially when LaMelo Ball was uh, injured during the season. You know, uh, Anthony Edwards did take on the helm as possible Rookie of the Year candidate. So, I mean, I'm not too sure, you know, why he didn't get that as many votes as LaMelo Ball. But, you know, I do think LaMelo Ball does deserve this Rookie of the Year award. I mean, you know, he kind of pushed the Hornets to play in that uh play-in game this season, so um, I'd say that the Hornets are a really uh, great team with LaMelo Ball. Now for the last topic of the playoff, or last topic of the NBA, sorry, uh, I'm going to be talking about my playoff predictions. I'm going to update uh, my playoff predictions now, you know, so far my playoff predictions have been bad for the West Western side since the Trailblazers were out first round. Um, now that the Suns are the only team that are in their conference championship right now, so who knows, but starting with the West, I have the Clippers Jazz Series, I had the Clippers winning this one in six, I believe they're playing tomorrow, um, and so they could win, if they win tomorrow, they're going to advance, and Paul George looks really good, like I talked about earlier in the episode, uh, Paul George, playoff P, looks like he could be back, um, and you know, he said that he, he, reached down in something that was already inside of him, you know, it was nothing new, that's why his nickname is Playoff P, and, you know, he was that, he was good with the Pacers, and now I think, you know, he's going to be a main player in the 
in the series with the Jazz for the last two games or game that they have tomorrow. Um, you know, I think Paul George is going to be a player that uh, is going to push the Clippers to the next round. Now, moving on to the East, uh, the Bucks. I mean, you know, the Bucks have won more games than I thought they would. They won two this uh, this series. Um, and that's mainly because of Kyrie's injury that uh, Kyrie suffered, I believe, in game two. Um, the Nets, uh, I believe, are leading the series three to two right now. And I think they are playing today. They could be playing today or uh, tomorrow. Today or tomorrow. I'm not really too sure. I have to check. But uh, the Nets are a really good team. I think they're going to keep on going. I think they're going to make it to the finals. Um, I think they're going to make it past the Bucks in possible six or seven. Now moving on to the East. To one of the most, uh, you know, contested series of the playoffs so far. The Hawks and the 76ers. Now, 76ers I hear, they're choking. They're choking. They're choking the series right now. I believe they were up, uh, it was 2-2. Or 2-1, they're up 2-1, Hawks won, and then Hawks won again uh, yesterday. So, I think, I believe, the Nets are playing today. Um, But, uh, besides that, uh, you know, I think Trey Young, great player for the Hawks. I think the 76ers just need to limit Trey Young. I do have 76ers winning the series in 7. I already I said that um in my earlier episodes in second round playoff predictions, but um I think you know the 76ers. I th- I knew the Hawks would push the 76ers to a seven game series, but I didn't think you know they would have the lead by one game right now. They lead the series, um so the 76ers need to win this next game and the game after that game seven. So. Uh, who knows if the 76ers will win that one. But uh, I do think 76ers um, could win the series in seven. And Trey Young is right now proving himself as a player that, um, you know, is going to be good for many, many years to come. That is at the end of the episode. Uh, thank you for, to, to everyone that listened all the way through. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And thank you.